This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So, where do we begin? We begin in San Francisco with the news that uh, driverless taxis have now been given the go-ahead to operate 24 hours. That's probably not individual driverless taxis, so not all their batteries would last that long, but the driverless taxi companies can offer operate 24 hours. Despite a large number of complaints, they've been interfering with fire engines, apparently. Erratic driving, the police say. There have been 600 reported incidents since this time last year. So not everyone is happy about that. Mm. But, of course, the driverless taxi companies are very happy about that. Yes, I'm sure they are. Um, didn't you tell us last time or the time before people have been sort of putting cones on the bonnets or something to confuse them? <laughs> so it seems, yes. <laughs> yes. It's the one thing they can't they can't cope with. There's a cone on their bonnet. Oh, well, okay. Well, anyway, I'm not going to San Francisco anytime soon, so presumably we're not getting them here for a while. We're not. No, we're not going to get them here for quite a while. But we, what we are going to get here is a bicycle. So we're going to talk about bicycles for at least the first half of today's show. Right. Uh, we'll start with e-bikes. Now, electric bikes are, of course, splendid things. They go fast. They always get you home. They're much less effort. They go uphill easily. But they're very heavy because yeah. of the weight of the battery more than more than anything, really. Oh, you're, you're sure it's not because the people actually using them are actually exercising less and are getting heavier as a result? That's also the case. But if you ever okay. tried lifting an electric bike, I haven't. even with no one sitting on it, you'll right. know that they are actually quite heavy. Okay. So how do you get them up onto the roof of your car if you want to take them away with you? Right. Well, with great difficulty of the answer, until you get a hold of a Penda e-bike lifter. The Pender right. e-bike lifter, it attaches uh, between the seat post and the handlebar of your bike. Mm. And it's a hydraulic lift that lifts it from the ground up onto the roof of the car, at which point it locks in its vertical position, holding your bike steady for its journey. Isn't that clever? It is. It is. Presumably costs more than the electric bike. It costs, well, yes, 748 euros, which is about 640 of your English quids. Mm. Uh, But if you do a lot of electric biking and you want to take it around with you, it's probably the best way of of carrying Unless you want to just put it on the back of your car on a rack, of course. But the roof is is, recognised as being a good place to store bikes. And it's from ebikelifter.eu in the site that's entirely in German, which is curious because the name ebike lifter clearly isn't in German. No, no. But anyway, it's worth taking a look just to uh, just to see if you like the sound of that. And... Do you take yours with you? No. Okay. No, I only I cycle it places, but that's about well, as yes, far as it goes. Yes, yes. Well, you'd have to to cycle somewhere. You'd have to take it with you. Yes, I realise. Yes, you would. <laughs> okay. So electric bikes are becoming more and more prevalent, and we've seen quite a lot of electric cargo bikes recently. You've probably seen them going down a street near you, where they carry, you know, big cargoes. In fact, when I was in uh, La Rochelle recently, I saw a a bike carrying a fridge on the back and what looked like a kitchen sink on the the front. 
with these two right. vast platforms. Okay. Because you can carry quite a lot. But the problem is they're still limited by how much power you can put into them. So mm. what is the solution? Put on an extra battery? No. Put on an extra cyclist. This what? Is, this is exactly. It's good, isn't it? It's a German company again. They're called V-Load. And the bike they've called Velocity or Velocity in English. Yes. And it takes two cyclists sitting side by side. So not, not tandem style, but more... Chuckle Brothers style, I suppose it would be, side by side. Right. And they can take up to 300 kilograms, that's including the weight of both riders. And it can carry uh, quite a lot of stuff further than a bike but, without an extra rider okay. could. But hang on, which one of them is steering? One of them, the one on the left gets to steer and operate the gears and the brakes. The one on the right just pedals. So not so much fun for the one on the right, of course. No, but uh, I don't imagine the one on the right can add very much just by pedalling. Wouldn't it just be sensible to have the two bikes linked together, but just ridden by one of them? Well, how how are they both batteries on both. the same load? Well, linked, presumably. I mean, I imagine they've got to be linked in some way so that the guy who's pedalling doesn't yes. actually diverge from the other person. I'm sure I have seen of bikes in the past that are sort of side by side. Um, fastened together. Yes, I'm sure I've seen one. Unless, unless motorcycle sidecars. No, though I haven't seen one of those for a long time. Are no. there electric? By the way, are there electric motorbikes yet? I'm not. not yes, sure of course they are. Are there? Oh, I oh, yes. noticed one. Oh, okay, right, okay. That's very checking. fast they are too. Well, because they're very, very tremendous acceleration. Because electric motors, of course, can accelerate with no with no fall off. So they are very, very much faster than petrol engines. Right. Anyway, so this is uh, this is the velocity, and you get it from vload.org for fourteen thousand and forty-two euros, which is about twelve thousand pounds. So, not, yes, exactly, not cheap by any means. You think they could just have given up on the forty-two? You think they just could. gone for the fourteen thousand, <laughs> <laughs> yes. or even gone for thirty thousand nine hundred ninety-nine? Clearly, the Germans yeah. don't fall for things like that. They don't fall for things like that. <laughs> Anyway, while we're still on the on the idea of bicycles, mm -hmm. if you're going on a cycling tour, then obviously you can carry your tent uh, on the bike, possibly, or you could put a little trailer on the back of your bike and you could carry stuff like that. But you, what you can't do on a bicycle is tow a caravan behind you. Or can you? Well, it turns out that you can. How about that? This is a French startup with the glorious name of Tiny Vroom. <laughs> I love that. Tiny okay. V-R-O-U-M, Tiny Vroom, which carries a, it's a miniature, miniature caravan. It's a caravan. It looks like a caravan, which includes a bed, a fridge, a toilet, a shower with a little pop-up privacy uh, tent at the bank that, back right. that links to the solar roof cells. There's a folding coffee table. Uh, which turns into a, a worktop on which you put your aluminium kitchen kit and a camping stove. And there's an option where you can get it with a projector with a cup collapsible screen in case you want to watch your movies <laughs> while you're lying in or somewhere near your caravan. How, how, looks big is this? how big is this thing compared to the size of a bike, for instance? It, it's, it looks like a scaled-down caravan. So it's about as wide as your bike handlebars and about as long as a bike. I suppose it's very, very cute. Yeah, not much room. Yes, don't take a cat because there's no room to swing it. Clearly, don't take a cat. <laughs> but you probably wouldn't want to take a cat anyway. Well, I suppose so. You could take a hamster. 
Yes, yes. It doesn't mention if it comes with a hamster cage, but I'm sure that's an optional extra. Anyway, starting from €3,900, which is about £3,330, tinyroom.fr. And it looks very, very cute indeed. Oh, splendid. Well, as we're on the subject of transport, um, uh, I, I ought to thank you for some advice, because I got myself not a gadget, really, a, 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 an inflatable kayak, and you recommended, having done this thing before, to getting one of those USB chargeable um, electric pumps, which both oh, inflate yes. and deflate, which is yes. also incredibly useful. And I must say, it's, it's, it's extraordinary, because it is terribly useful. I have to be careful not to leave it on, of course, because the thing will eventually yeah. go pop, I'm sure. But um, no, saves a lot of foot pumping, I have it to does. say. They're um, amazing things. They're tiny and very quick and so, so easy to use. Yes, I, yes. I, I agree. Yes, once you've sort of sussed the, the right the right valve. No, I'm I'm very grateful for the recommendation. Of course, as always, you seem to manage to find you things about a quarter of the cost that I do. Oh, how much did you pay for yours? £20. Oh, I think I paid about 10 for mine. Yes, that's what you but said. Then, you know, well, prices change, don't they? Well, yes, they do. They, they, they do. Invariably, when we were they talking go about down it... after I've paid something. We were yeah. talking about this last week, as we were talking about the Hover X1, my my new... Oh, yes, your new, uh, your, your little drone that comes back to your palm when you summon it. That's the one. It's yes. splendid. And you said, could you use it on your kayak? Hmm. The answer turns out to be no. Oh. Do not fly it above water. Oh, okay. Because it, would have, it has great trouble interpreting water as a flat surface. Oh. And uh, so, unless you're planning on taking your... You could mount your kayak on a bicycle... And take it on the road, they follow you there. Oh, well, that's a great shame, because the, yes. uh, water is clearly a problem, because I, I, I'm inherently quite clumsy. I don't want to drop my phone in the water. So I got a a um, one of those sort of waterproof phone cases, which is lovely, with sort of, you know, some sort of polythene-ish type yes. outer cover. And in theory, you can take a photograph, but the moment it gets um, uh, any bit of moisture on the outside, of course, it all gets very blurry. So it's not very It'll get fogged up, yes. Yeah. Well, of course, so there must be phones, an answer, but I'm not sure what it is. The answer is to get a more recent phone, which are waterproof. Right. Yes, okay. modern iPhones are waterproof. Oh, when I say probably... modern, I mean more modern than yours, obviously. Yes, okay. <laughs> well, I think mine is one of, no, one of yours, isn't it? They usually it are. It probably is. <laughs> yes, they usually are. Well, are you planning on upgrading yours anytime soon? Well, the iPhone 15 will be announced at some point this year. I'd never sprung for the 14, so I'm going to wait and see. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm still on 11. Okay, so where do we go now? Well, we go to smart glasses. Now, smart glasses got a bit of a bad press with Google, with uh, people saying how obtrusive they were. People didn't like being surreptitiously filmed on the the subway, which is understandable. There's a new uh, smart glass around. It's, It's called the Minimis glass. And this is, it's a fitness tracker that measures your time and speed and distance and heart Mm. rate, but it's also got navigation built into it. So you wear these things, and when you're cycling particularly, it'll show you your route up in the corner of your your view, so it doesn't actually uh, obscure the main view of the road in front of you. Um, It has polarised transition lenses, which automatically darken as it gets uh, bright outside. It weighs just 90 grams which is about three ounces in Imperial, which is very, very light indeed. That's with a seven-hour battery, and you can reserve it now at minimis.life for $699, which I think is quite a lot. 
But there we go. That that's a thirty percent, thirty six percent discount on what the final price will be, which will be significantly more. Um, just before we go to the break, um, why don't you just mention again the name of your your new toy? Because you said it was that your favourite gadget of the year, and although it's no good for kayak, as we now discover, um, you think it's good for everything. It is else. called the Hover X One, and it was available on Indigo until this morning, where oh. they're now moving it to their own. Uh, website for a slightly higher price. Uh, I will, I forget the name of the website, I will uh, dig it out okay. for next week. Okay, that's splendid. But I mean, it was so good, presumably you, you think even a slight increase in the price is still worthwhile. It's fantastic. Uh, it is let, absolutely fantastic. Let us pause for breath there. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos. I'm Simon Rose. He's Steve Kaplan. Where now? Yes. Well, let's say you've got people coming around for dinner, and at the last minute, one of them says, oh, you do realise I'm vegan, hmm. uh, and then points out that they are not only vegan, but they're vegan and particularly fond of seafood, which sounds like contradiction in terms. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> so what do you do? Well, in a few years, according to the National University of Singapore, you'll be able to 3D print some vegan seafood for them. How yummy! What do you think of that? In pl- made of plastic, made of <laughs> made of kind. Of, well, you've seen crab sticks, which are kind of mm. synthesised fish-style protein. Yes, uh, and they they reckon they'll be able to make salmon and prawns and calamari rings and all kinds of vegan seafood, which mm. taste more or less like the real thing. Of course, if they're proper vegans, they won't know what real seafood tastes like, so they won't really know the difference, will they? Well, that's true, but I guess many people who are vegans or vegetarians weren't always. No, that is indeed the case. And what they miss most of all, of course, is bacon. But I suppose there, there must be some of them out there missing calamari as well. So maybe that's possible. Mm. There was a, a report that came in just this morning of a a company in the somewhat failing artificial meat industry. The mm. stocks have been plummeting recently, so people can't afford it. And this is a company making vegan spare ribs. And they were looking into the thing about spare ribs, of course, they have bones going through. And that's what defines the spare ribbiness of them. Mm -hmm. And they were looking into how they could make the spare rib bones. And they thought of making them compostable. But in the end, they thought, well, let's make them edible. So these are edible vegan spare ribs with edible vegan bones you can crunch your way through. It does seem very odd that vegetarians and, and vegans in particular seem to want things that mirror the meat products they can't eat or yes. eat fish products. That does seem very peculiar. You think they would, somebody would invent something that is specifically vegan that's just yum, which meat eaters might say, well, gosh, perhaps I'll become vegan because that seems very nice. Yes. yes. You can't get it. It does seem odd. Well, I love your phrase. So I was going to say, I love your phrase, research came in this morning. Like one of your teams of, of researchers <laughs> pulled this off the printer. In the I had the an room. email. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 that's all right. So there we go. You can, you can be able to crunch through your <laughs> edible vegan. But have you ever tried a vegan sausage roll from Greg's? Uh, I have not yet. No? The vegan sausage rolls are much better than their regular sausage rolls. Oh. Well, maybe, maybe they've downgraded the real sausage rolls so that people can say that. <laughs> maybe they have done just that. Who knows? The idea, I, I mean, I grew, up, I grew up in, um, in, in Newcastle, which is where Greg's come from. And I remember 
being I mean, we lived very near the very first ever Greggs. The idea oh. that Greggs would one day produce vegan sausage rolls, and nobody uh, would have believed you. No, indeed, they wouldn't. Anyway, I'm sorry, where were we going now? Well, I think it's time for our crowdfunding time of the week. Oh, you? well, in that case, we're going to have one of these. Yes, please. So, mice, mice no longer tethered to your computer. Oh, that sort of mouse. Oh, right. I see. Sort of mouse. <laughs> sure. yeah. The idea of mice being tethered was, was sending my mind somewhere different entirely. I am talking computer mice. Right. Okay. Um, but you still need a flat surface on which to use your mouse. I mean, you don't have to have a mouse mat anymore, mm-hmm. although if your desk is even slightly rough as a table, then, <laughs> of course, you might want to use a mouse mat just, just to make it easier yes. to glide over. But you could instead opt for the clip mouse. The clip mouse is a clip that you wear across your middle and index fingers. So it is a kind of vaguely squared off U-shaped device mm-hmm. that clips onto your fingers. And then you can just use those fingers on any surface, which could be the the desktop or indeed the arm of the sofa, if you're sitting there with your laptop in Mm -hmm. in one hand, want to do it. And it has a gyroscope in it that reads the finger gestures so that you can scroll and you can tap and you can pinch and all the things you'd expect to do. Um, If you want to start typing, of course, you have to take it off. But no, you don't have to take it off because I thought of that. There's a little thumb button on the side. Yes. And you press that, and it disables it so that you can type and without it having to find to read gestures the whole time. And then you press the thumb button again, and it lets it lets it glide around as if it were reading the virtual mouse that it is. Oh, I think it sounds quite clever. 50 hours of battery, they claim, which I think is, is pretty good. Um, 59 euros, which is about 51 pounds. Mm-hmm. And it's on Kickstarter, and you have until the 3rd of September if you want to go and uh, and try it out, I think it looks like actually quite a good idea. I mean, I won't be getting one because I use a, a graphics tablet. Mm. And also, all uh, laptops have a trackpad built in. So I'm not entirely sure. I suppose if you have an, uh, a tablet, if you have an iPad or the like, and you want to be able to use a mouse with that, but you don't want to have to use it. If you want to sit... Okay, if you're oh, sitting or in Or you could still have an old-fashioned des- desktop computer... Or you could still have an old-fashioned desktop computer which comes with a mouse. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All of those things. Yes. So there we go. It's the clip mouse, and it's on Kickstarter. Okay. Oh, we haven't had one of these yet, so let's have one now. Ah. Hmm. Hmm. And let's go to China, where they are looking at banning uh, smartphone use for children. Not banning it entirely, <laughs> but under-18s will be barred from using the internet between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Below that, 16- to 17-year-olds will only be allowed to use the internet for two hours a day, and under-8s will only be allowed to use it for for 40 minutes a day. So I say internet, only be allowed to use their smartphones for two hours a day, and under-8s for just 40 minutes a day. So... And it's all very worthy, and, and it sounds like a great idea, but how do they actually implement this? Well, they're saying that download platforms must create specific areas for suitable apps for, for young people, mm. and that smartphone manufacturers must be able to find a way of implementing this restriction. Now, any 60- to 7-year-old, 17-year-old worth their salt would surely be able to bypass the 
the two-hour restriction given given just for five minutes on YouTube or maybe it's Weibo. a ploy to get them all to work very hard at sort of finding clever ways of doing exactly that, and then they can mm. be given a career in the um, tech industry. It's either that, or they can download just one of the approved apps, and the approved apps must guarantee to include healthy and uplifting content. And as we know, the one thing that teenagers want more than anything is healthy and uplifting content. <laughs> Absolutely. Might be a bit different in China, I suppose. Can you imagine trying to implement that idea over here? <laughs> it wouldn't go down very well, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't. So where now? Oh, well, from China to New Zealand. Oh. And there's a supermarket called Pack and Save. And Pack and Save recently introduced the Mealbot. The Mealbot being an app that suggests recipes based mm. on what you've got in your cupboard. So you give it a list of things in your cupboard, it'll give you recipes. Which is all very well until a few mischievous <laughs> users uh, started offering it non-food items. At which point it came up with things like the aromatic water mix which it described as the perfect non-alcoholic beverage to quench your thirst and refresh your senses. The downside being that it produced chlorine gas in large quantities. <laughs> Not so good. Okay. Uh, right. There was also the uh, the fresh breath mocktail containing bleach and the methanol bliss uh, turpentine-flavoured French toast. So this poor <laughs> app did its best. And so they, the, the, the newspapers in New Zealand contacted the company, who rather exasperatedly said, well, obviously you have to use your own judgment before going ahead and making any of these things. It's actually quite a sensible response instead of some abject apology, which yeah. is what you'd normally get these days. Yes, just don't be stupid, please. Yes. <laughs> that should be on every packet of everything, shouldn't it? it should. don't, be don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm going to get my T-shirt printed soon. Okay, um, what now? Well, a couple of very, very quick Kickstarter and Indiegogo items that are sadly only available in the US. But I thought I'd mention them anyway, since they're quite fun. The first one being the e-barrow, which is an electric front wheel for wheelbarrows that replaces your existing front wheel with a, uh, a $389 front wheel that makes it easier to push your wheelbarrow along. And right. why not? Why not, right. indeed? Uh, and the one that I didn't laugh like the look of, this was on Indiegogo, again, US only, unfortunately, is the Ecto chair, which is a cooling chair that draws ice water out of a cooler and circulates it through the thermal tubing that is integrated into the chair, uh, cooling it to 18 degrees, 13 degrees, or 7 degrees, or in old money, 65, 55, and 45 degrees Fahrenheit. So you don't have, no, you don't have to worry if you fall asleep, you're going to freeze to it? You're not going to freeze to it. Okay. And you could, they, if you're in America, you can buy the whole thing, or you can get just the chair cover, which you can take off your own chair and lie down to use as a bed. But I oh. think it's really a rather good idea. Sounds an excellent idea in the summer, yes. excellent idea, yes. Shame it's not available. Absolutely. But there we well, go. Maybe it will be eventually. Maybe it will. If it's a success over there, it'll bound to be make its way over here. With a tiny bit of time, do you want to call it a day there, or have you got something very, very brief you'd like to discuss? Uh, well, I could tell you about um, electricity stored in concrete. This is you, you did a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? Did I mention that? I thought you did. I pay attention sometimes. 
In that case, I won't tell you about it because you told me about it. Uh, yeah, you can actually. They found a way. I can't remember some university or or, or something somewhere. Uh, you can actually use concrete for storage, so a building becomes its own electric storage thing. Something like that, anyway. Something like that. I think that's good enough. Okay. Yes, I realised <laughs> I was paying attention, but I didn't actually jot down the details at the time. No, no, no. But I'm sure you mentioned it. Anyway, that means that we are up out of time for this week, but there'll be more from Gadgets and Gizmos at the same time next week, but from Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose, that's it for this week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.